In community lies strength of numbers to support the sick and the weak. In community, someone hears me with louder voices to speak. In community lies public purpose to shield from the harshness of life, to offer and receive common friendship to protect from the gun and the knife. In community, we teach other about science and art and sport. From this we gain our vitality, and through this our sickness is fought. In community, others surround us, their dreams, their love, and their faces encourage our hearts to prosper, our minds to accept other places. In community, disaster may come, but grief shared and faith in our all makes death's pall linger less strongly. Our tears with others can fall. In community lies man's ambition. Without makes larger our fears. Together, we make sense of being and bring joy and length to our years. It's the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Join us as we discover the good things that are happening all around us and what we can do to bring even more good to our communities. Life is like a box of assorted chocolates. What swirls in my head? Donuts from boxes. Go with the concept. Never know what you'll get unless you were open for the question Welcome back to the Perpetual Good Podcast. This is Kenneth Hopkins. And as you can tell from the poem that I read in the intro, that poem was by Sailing to Windward. This episode is all about community. And for this episode, we're going to continue with the conversation that I had with Nate Frazier. Nate is the founder of Swell PDX, as well as the founder of Coba.fm. We'll talk a little bit about that, but we'll talk more about the things that he is doing in the community to make the community better, and how we can do the same. So now, without further ado, let's get back into our conversation with Nate Frazier. show up, that's important. There's also the other aspect that kids do need somebody who looks like them, who can identify like them. So you need both aspects of that. Mm -hmm. So when you put out the signal, what was the response from business owners, from entrepreneurs, from people in your network to that request? Well, our favorite coffee shop owner, Ian Ian Williams of Mm -hmm. Deadstock Coffee, uh, he goes, he goes, dude, sign me up. That's dope. What do we got to do for the kids, man? You know, my friend Erica Escalante that owns mm-hmm. Aero Cafe, that's going to be La Arena, new, new rebrand, you know, one of the hardest working mamas in the city. She's like, absolutely. She's like, Ian and I could do like latte art or make hot chocolates for the kids. Or, yeah. you know, she goes, anything, anything to bring them a smile and share, share what we're doing with these kids. And it just people, people just stepping up and saying, well, can I, you know, do they need any donations of anything? Or, you know, people, people, when you give them opportunities to serve, um, I think surprise you. And I think if you, it's, it's a beautiful thing and I'm glad to, and that's something that I have, have gladly stepped into as a white guy. 
is I know that there are things that can be asked of me by people. Like I can say yes to, and it's going to impact other people. It doesn't have to benefit me. And it's the most joyful thing, joy giving thing ever to just be like, what it, for me, it's a privilege and it's an honor to be asked by a community that is like, that is not my community. Like you say you need help over here, come along. And for people to, to offer their expertise and all these things and me just be able to facilitate and help. Yeah. It, it's just, it's great. It's how things should be. And I think that that is one of the things that helps to define community in and of itself because, and we've seen it, there are fights over who belongs and who doesn't. And it really shouldn't be that way. If I am here as a part of this community, I may be completely different. I I may look different, my accent may be different, whatever. But if I am willing to be a part of this community, then we all can participate and learn from each other. We've talked about this before. I mean, we both have a strong connection to China. I've been to China many times and I have just a love for the various communities in the country. I, I stand out like a sore thumb, <laughs> but I don't care. And so when you're saying, you know, you're, you're not a part of the community, but yet in a very real sense, you are, you just look different. I just, I just want to, I just want to help. Like, you know, I was, I was chatting, I was chatting with a friend the other day, good friend, it, it, Kev from, from Deadstock, him and I get coffee and like, well, we, we will we'll chat and, you know, he, he wants, he wants to be a young entrepreneur and, you know, so him and I'll chat and stuff like that and, and, you know, kind of mentor him, I guess. Um, just solid dude, just the mm-hmm. best, best young man. I, I, we were chatting exactly about this, about me being, me being a white guy mm-hmm. and how, how so much of my voice is not leveraged for white people or people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like, you know, well, like, he's like, but we need people like you. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, it's not the white savior thing. He's like that, that like you show that. And I'm like, oh, that's, thank you. Like, that's, thank God. Like people see that, that you want, yeah. you want to be genuine. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. like the word authentic because it's just been trashed by too many inauthentic people. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was just, just honored. And, you know, and I just got to share with them that, man, you know, I was growing up. I, I lived in I lived in Maryland in Annapolis, Maryland for a while with my dad. I I lived in West Texas with my mom as a single mom for a while. Um, and I a lot of my friends were in the the black and Latino community, mm-hmm. you know. And growing up like as this like dude, I was like a scared little white kid, man. <laughs> and and seeing seeing the 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 black and Latino communities like show up for me mm-hmm. as family the times my friend's moms were just like, I was just this like little white kid they wanted to take care of, you know? And to me, it's an honor when people that are not in your community make you a part of their community. It's, it's exactly. such an, it's an honor. It's an mm-hmm. absolute honor. And I, and I don't think people, I don't think people like really take into consideration the impact that others and other communities have on them. But like, man, I just feel like it's like these communities, they like, I've been filled up with this stuff, man, and I just want to send it right back out. Like, it's not for me to keep, you know, it's none of the, none of those things are for me to keep. Everything's a share. Well, and, and let's talk about that because you did that in a couple of practical ways. What was it? 92 books 
that you sent out? Yeah. Um, so let, let's let's back this up. I did not send so, out anything. Don't don't put any I and don't put any Nate in any of this story. None of it was me. There was so, a nice group of people that gave money to make this happen. Man, I just said, hey, you know, they're doing a big promo for a kid's book about racism. If you don't have it, you should get it. Great company. So Jelani Memory. Jelani Memory has been writing a kid's book about and a number of different number of Tons. different topics, very relevant, needed books. Mm-hmm. I just and said, especially hey. during this time, one of the books is a kid's book about racism. Talk about the why. Why did you do it? Why so many? And what has the response been? The why is, I think that our country isn't a, it, well, we've always been in a racial tension, but I think this is like the newest loudest response to it. And so they were doing some promotional stuff for a kid's book about racism. I love supporting local founders, but anything that is going to share with people that racism is absolute nonsense and how harmful and hurtful and gross it is, Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad to spread the word. So I just got on Twitter and the gram and I just said, hey, great book. We got ours. If there's anyone out there that can't afford one, just, you know, let me know. I pick up a copy. They're 20 bucks. Glad to pick mm-hmm. up a copy. And on Twitter, there is zero call to action other mm-hmm. than you don't have a book. You want a book. I will be glad to buy a book. Twitter in no time flat because they're all just lovely people. Friends just started saying, yo, put me down for 10 books. Put me down for 20 books. Put me down for five books. Put me down for a book. Put me down for a And so I just had to go and go, oh, okay. (laughs) So I just started DMing people my Venmo. I mean, dude, in in a matter of a few minutes, we had like $1,200. Wow. Yeah. And so I reached out to Jelani. Jelani is great. Jelani's like, dude, I just want to get as many books in as many hands as people as I can. And so yeah. he's like, why not just do 50%? Like, we'll give you buy one book, you get, we'll give you a book. And so okay. we bought as many books as we could and had a little money for shipping. Yeah. And just, I said, just DM us. And mm-hmm. people just started DMing us. And there's a book in Barcelona, Spain right now, you know, to a teacher. She's white. Her husband's black and helping teach her daughter about mm-hmm. racism in Spain. And so the international impact right there, you know, and her sister mm-hmm. lives in North Carolina, I think, and is a teacher. There's Miss McGriff. She's a teacher at a crazy cool charter school in Charlotte, North Carolina. She hit me up and I was like, well, how many classes do you have? She's like, well, there's 12. I go, well, how about we just give you a book for every class? And she, I go, well, like, tell me about your school, Miss McGriff. And she's like, you know, it's a charter school for kids that schools is, is tough. She said that they have a lot of BIPOC kids. They've got a lot of, quote unquote, behavioral issues, a lot of trans kids, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of kids that struggle, you know, because of a language barrier. And it just brings me so much joy to know that, like, all of these kids, we're going to give them this resource that will, again, I hope, Mm -hmm. open up their world to what about, like, self-esteem? And and I want to highlight from what you said, because one of the things, and and we were talking about this earlier, is that the fires are so devastating. And when you have big tragedy, 
you see people coming out of the woodwork to help. But what about when there's no big tragedy? A lot of times you, you, don't, you don't see the need. And often it takes just asking the question. Mm-hmm. Do you want this? Do you need this? I've got this. Or Can I help? Attention. You know, just being able to, like you said, pay attention. Pay attention. And, and Bro, that's all I do. I just, man, I just pay attention, dude, on Twitter, and I try to look at it through the rubric or the grid all the time of how can I help? And it's not, uh, it's not some ploy to how do I, how do I get more people to think I'm a nice guy? And then like, oh, you're a small business owner. Oh, well, you're a nice guy, small (laughs) business owner. Like I, like, man, I could care less if people hear anything that I do personally and like want to come and give me a dime for my business, you know, for any work that I do. I just think that we have an obligation, we have a privilege to help and serve people. We just, like, we just do, and we can all do it. It's not hard. What, what, is it, what does it hurt to show up? Nothing. What does it do to show up? Everything. As I started Swell, um, I left some communities, and I ventured out on my own and didn't have the, the community support system. And it was when I moved out of my house into my office and was like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know anyone. And I ran across Stephen Green. Stephen Green, the dude just likes to connect people. And so I'm like, who is this guy? And I just start following him and seeing who he is and what he does and all this stuff. And years ago, like I met him at Deadstock. I'd never been to Deadstock. And everybody (laughs) was just so great. It reminded me of a barbershop in Philadelphia, just community and buzz and people. And, mm-hmm. you know, Stephen told me a story about how uh, he, I think he was a banker in Northeast Portland. He was meeting with some, some insurance, you know, business owner uh, in the community. And, you know, the guy was essentially like, hey, man, like, I'm here. I'm always open. I'm always available. Like, my doors are always open. And he told the guy, he goes, it's great when do you ever go out? And he's like, but dude, my door is always open. My door is always open. And I, I just started seeing ways in which I wasn't going. And bro, I just started showing up to stuff. Mm-hmm. I just started showing up to dead stock. Steven will put out the black signal. And I just, I'd show up. I didn't know anybody. And I, and I meet people and I'd start pushing in on founders, hashtag founders, hashtag PDX tech. <laughs> And man, like, like I, I have to say with Portland, you know, like the thing about Portland, especially the, the people and communities I've rolled with the last few years, man, most everybody I've either met through going to a coffee shop or going to, you know, a thing or Twitter. That's how you and I met. That's what's the funny about the story about donuts and coffee at my house. Anthony Ware that yeah. I had met on Twitter a year before Never met the dude my entire life. Homie, homie stayed with us for 10 nights all through Twitter, all because we found each other interesting and we liked the way one another supported people and community and businesses. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all I do for anything. That's all I try to do. I just want to be a leader. That means you see a need or you <laughs> see something that is affecting people, you freaking stand in the way. If me showing up and saying, how can I help? What do you need to dump on me? But it, it, it is. It's all about showing up and not, and not showing up for ourselves, but showing up for that person at, or for those people and being willing to be, to be present for, for whatever that is. And 
if I can be present in that moment, then that is what feeds me. Um, I have no idea who I'm going to meet. Exactly. I have and, no idea what they were dealing with before they left their house or wherever they were to go to this thing to meet me there. And I don't know if I can help, but it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be me helping because I've got a ton of other people and homies around me that mm -hmm. I can just go, oh, yep, Jeff Peart. Oh, you, you, you need this? Oh, Kenneth. Oh, you need some... And I don't have to be the dude. I just need to show up and listen and pay attention. Yep. This kind of crap isn't hard. But, and, and I think that that's the key though, because community is not about a single person. Mm -mm. It's about the collective and- Or a body. Yeah. And of, of all things, you look at army ants, a single army ant has no power, has no strength. Mm -hmm. Where they have their strength is what they do together. Where the fact that they will actually latch onto each other, build a bridge with their own bodies so their own community of ants can walk across the body to get to where they need to go. They have a single purpose. Seriously. And when you show up and you're gonna hopefully be around other people that show up, it makes it mm -hmm. even easier. Yeah. You, you can build the, the army ant tower bridge of the future, you yeah. know? Like you can, absolutely I, I don't I don't need to do stuff on my own. I need so gonna, to do stuff on my own, but not community stuff. Well, exactly. I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions. Bring it my uh, man. Because I want to make sure that uh, that we cover a couple of these things. Recently you just tweeted a Jane Fonda quote. She said, What am I here for if not to be used by good people to do good things? Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? What am I here for? Are you, are you a good person that's, that's helping others and creating opportunity and growth and support and flourishing and good things? Great. Let me help you. That's it. Do yeah. you want to do this? Well, what resource do I have? Like, that's why I love being a business owner, man. Like, I have mm -hmm. resources. You know, I got computers that I try and give away to people that don't have computers that you know, people in the community or businesses in the community donate mm -hmm. and I refurbish them and I give them away to free for people, you know, that don't have access to computers, you know? You know, I think part of it too is like, if I roll with good people, hopefully it's just going to sharpen up my goodness. It's going to, it's going to sharpen me up mm -hmm. and I'm going to be, I'm going to be aware in different ways of how to see goodness and how to see ways to bring goodness and all these things because I'm around other people. I'm chopping it up with other people that are doing good. Like I learned from a guy, like I try to never let anyone buy me a cup of coffee, like coffee's on me, you know, and just like, oh, well, you were expecting to pay for a $6 latte if you're lucky and you didn't have to pay for it this morning. So yeah. maybe you're going to go buy something like we can do it all the time. I yeah. see, I see people doing good and I'm like, well, can I, how can I get behind you? That's what I mean. Like, I can, how can I elevate? How can I amplify? How can I, how can I take your thing and put my voice on it and to where it comes all back around? I try to, I try to amplify, you know, diverse voices mm -hmm. because uh, different communities and different people have different needs. And, 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 and someone from one community may not know about a need in another community. And it's, that could be, you know, racially, ethnically, uh, occupationally, whatever. 
like someone in the HR community may not know about a need over in this community. You're like my, my friend Jess Colombo on Twitter today posted mm-hmm. how she doing all volunteer pro bono mm-hmm. needed someone that was a Spanish translator yeah. to help get, I think it's some, some, some get out the vote stuff or voting stuff to like six different states, battleground states and needed some translation stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just retweeted, hey, hey, does anyone, my friend Celinda, my girl Selly, she says, I can help. She's Chilean, girl knows Spanish, and she just, pop. Jess, meet your new friend. Done. Mm-hmm. You want to help change democracy, help our democracy? Done. Friend that can translate to friend that needs translator that's going to help with getting people registered to vote and to vote and to do all these things. Done. It's interesting that the level of effort in order to raise the need, oftentimes it doesn't take much. It just takes, I'm willing to take that step. And the, the amount of connection that happens when somebody feels valued, when somebody feels like my voice is being heard, and that's everything that we've been talking about. All of this, all of this all community want, connection is, yeah, is, I mean, we talked about the, the ratings of the schools. Think about a child that is going to a school where somebody has said, this is a bad school. I'm walking in and you're telling me that this is a bad school. Well, what is that going to do for me? But if somebody else is going to come up and say, forget that you are a a valuable child. You are a valuable person. You have a lot to give. What does that do for the self-esteem of that child? What does that do for the prospects of that child growing up? The amount of things that we can do showing up for someone Mm -hmm. and just making ourselves available. The, The next thing I wanted to ask you about is you did something, well, you do a lot of things crazy, but you did another thing that's crazy. You said, hey, I've got an office downtown that's not being used because of COVID. Can any teachers use it? Can any, anybody who, who's needed? Tell me about that. I'm talking from my gross needs to be cleaned, you know, basement workshop right now. <laughs> and I was working at my office early, but my office, you know, it's nothing fancy. It's, it's a private office, but it's like in a shared community style and I just, I, I haven't been using it during COVID very much, not because of, you know, safety or anything lately, but just because, you know, my wife works, uh, it's easier for me with no school and stuff like that, stay at home and work, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like my neighbor's a teacher, you know, and, and seeing him, him and his wife, uh, you know, they've, they've got some pets and stuff, they don't have any kids, but like live in a small house. And he's like, dude, it's tough to plan and what and we're all stuck in our houses you know and so i just said hey you know i have this space it's not being used and mm-hmm. you know i have it budgeted for you know my my business and, and stuff like that so it is what it is but i just you know i i just people need a space like especially now to get out and like you know as a teacher like mm-hmm. to plan and to not have your kids screaming over your back or you know, not have your spouse or your pets or whatever and be able to like, like you're, you're working in a system that's completely broken right now. Mm -hmm. And like, you're having to figure it out. So like, maybe you need a quiet space to go or professional Mm -hmm. parents that, you know, again, have kids behind them or, you know, whatever. And, you know, for 
one of the ones I put out was, you know, I want, you know, anybody that's being affected by the fires, like yeah. you small business owner, whatever, half a million people, 10% of the Oregon population is displaced right now. Yeah. It's bananas. So, you know, if my little 340 square foot office can provide someone, you know, a desk to sit at and some internet and mm-hmm. some coffee and a little mini fridge and some beautiful natural lighting, like it's nothing fancy, but it's a place to go. Uh, and, and do you have people who have, have taken you up on that? So I, I have a friend of mine uh, that said, hey, I actually work with, uh, she works with, uh, with an organization that uh, like does work with, with people in tech Mm-hmm. And I think like helping families that like are to find pods of different families and okay. stuff like that. And so uh, they were like, you know, like there's people that need to get out of their house. There's people that are struggling with, you know, having their heads together, man. Cause mm-hmm. it's a lot to try and work and, you know, do these things professionally yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, kids in your house all the time. And so all that, uh, Michelle was like, Hey, I know some people. So I, I just, I was working there today and it was peaceful. And I mean, I'm not in my house, you know, and I, I know what a gift that can be for people that need to think I didn't do any work mm-hmm. at the office today. I sat in the office for a bit and it was quiet and it was peaceful. And, you know, I was looking over the questions you sent over for the podcast today and, you know, I was trying to, you know, think about all the stuff that's going on and, mm-hmm. you know, really like I, I have, I have uh, like my heart has been so filled with grief lately and just grieving for just all the stuff that's going on, man. Like, yeah. like really just like, I, like, I, again, I, like I have, I have, I have fairly strong shoulders. Like I'm, I'm cool with carrying a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I gladly do it. But like, you know, if I'm, if I'm able to say that about myself and, you know, I have an outlet like that, you know, how many other people just need space to just, I'm I'm breathing in and breathing out and it's not the air that, you know, smells like my kid's crappy diaper or, you know, Totino's pizza rolls or whatever, you know, it's just like, I just, I, I feel like I've been you know, trying to, to find that kind of space for myself too during this. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, that's the thing too. I just see the stuff that like impacts me, you know, and then look around. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a parent. Okay. Like I'm a small business owner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I rub elbows with, this is why community is so important too. I rub elbows with people that live different places that go to different places that shop different places that have different friends that have different work colleagues that I don't know that I would love to know. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you know, who knows? So if I put it out there and someone's like, well, Oh my God, like, like they're, they're at their wits end and like they can barely keep it together, but they need their job to keep it together to pay for these crazy kids that are making them crazy. (laughs) You know? So like if, 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 if people could just look at the resources and the access they have to stuff and just say, we need it's um, not hard, man. Yeah. It's, it's not hard and it's, it's not a loss. It is um, it's, it's a gain because the, the more that we do this, we gain 
we gain people and we gain relationships and we gain networks and we gain it costs uh, me money it costs me money and it costs yeah. me it costs me stuff but who cares well like, everything like, costs like, say. like <laughs> who cares if i if i if i'm a weirdo and like i have to buy coffee for someone every time like i just see all these things as like just deposits in people man mm-hmm. yeah like, if i'm willing to like just shut up Nate and like see what other people's needs are and where they're, you know, whatever you want to say, their gas tank or their, you know, mental health tank or whatever. And I can see them and say, yo, and I'm not great at it all the time. I'm not perfect at it, but I'd rather, you know, I'd rather try and try and do it as much as I can and let it materialize how it will. I don't know, man. So I just like to help. (laughs) So we've kind of covered this. I'm going to make this the the last question, and I appreciate you coming on. I, I knew Dude, that I would this was chat with be... you for four hours. Bro. <laughs> You're great to talk to. Your podcast is going to be so awesome, just because of that. Well, I I appreciate that, uh, and I'm what I'm really looking forward to with this is more stories like this. I'm not looking for superhero type stuff, but I'm looking for superheroes who are superheroes because they show up. I ain't no superhero, man, but I'm, I'm, I'll take, I'll take super dad, but that's probably, that's probably yeah. not even close to it. I, I so, be a community guy. Yeah. So what would you say to anyone who is afraid, apprehensive about getting involved, showing up, whether it's something huge like the protests or something like volunteering at, a school, whatever it is, what, what would you say to somebody who is, who is wondering, you know, what's this going to cost me? Is it, I, I don't know if I have the time, you know, whatever the apprehension is. I, I get it. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Like I, like, I, not like a, not like a, Oh yeah, man, I feel you. But like, no, <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I get it. It's hard. And you know, it, it's, it's, it's easy in the, in the, and I think we're seeing the repercussions of it now uh, in America is, man, it's easy to be an individualist. It's mm-hmm. easy to be someone that flies under the radar or shows up to stuff. And I mean, and I'll say it too, like it's, it, there, it, there's people that show up to stuff because a person or a place tells them to show up or if it's okay to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, people need to think for themselves and people yeah. need to listen. I, bro, I walk around all the time and I see opportunity mm-hmm. and not every opportunity is for me. That's a good but point. Like, but again, the, the, thing, the thing about it is, is I, I feel like I have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. Anyone that really cares about community, mm-hmm. you have a responsibility not to be the person that has to step in there and fix it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all have a responsibility, again, to see, to, to, to hear, um, to um, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then me go, yo, Kenneth, I was out today and I met someone. Or mm-hmm. yo, Kenneth, I was at, you know, here, I was at school and yeah. da da da. Yo, Kenneth or Michelle or whoever, like we should be rubbing elbows and paying attention so much yep. to everyone around us all the time. Yeah. That like 
we'll know when it's the right opportunity for us. Yeah. We'll know when it's the right opportunity to connect someone mm-hmm. with something. Yeah. And man, like there's just times where like, and again, like there, dude, there's opportunities where I just, I don't show up mm-hmm. and I'm human. Um, and sometimes there's times where I'm like, I'm a little nervous about this yeah. and I don't like, I don't show up because mm-hmm. I'm human. Um, but I, I, I feel like, like that's kind of like, it's just how I operate. Like I don't have it down. I just know that I have to, I just have to look around. Like I, I say this to a lot of like entrepreneurs, like, man, I'm head on a swivel all the time, head on a swivel yep. all the time, all the time. That, yeah. that would be, that would be my advice. Um, have your head on a swivel, pay attention. Yeah. And like, perfect. Like, what is it? What does it hurt to ask someone, how can I help? Yeah. What does it hurt? They may say, I'm fine. They may say, they may say, screw you. They may say mm-hmm. whatever, but like, what is it? What is it? What does it hurt to say, how can I help? How yeah. would I feel if someone, if I was, in the throes of something privately mm-hmm. and someone came up and said, how can I help? What do you need? Or I'm in dealing with something pr- pr- publicly, work-wise, mm-hmm. whatever, yep. my marriage, friendships, whatever. Someone mm-hmm. says, how can I help? That lights me up because I know someone cares. And I think that's, that, that wraps me all up with a big boat. Like people, people need kindness. Kindness is truth. Kindness yep. is compassion. Kindness is showing up. Kindness is putting your money your resources, your time, your talent, your treasure, all those things, putting it where your mouth is. Yeah. Kindness is showing up. For me as someone of faith that follows Jesus, Jesus followed, Jesus had kindness and he was kind to everybody. I mean, who am I that I, I can't be kind to everybody? Absolutely. Who am I? Mm-hmm. So that's it. I just care so much about people and community. And I think that like, I think that like, people um if people show up dude man people showed up dude the stuff that we could do you're the best dude i appreciate this you listening to me ramble like a lunatic for two hours i have appreciated this how can i'll have all this stuff in show notes and everything but how can people get to you twitter and instagram if you uh, at n fraser uh on both I do a podcast called Coffee with Nate. It's great. It's just, it's this. It's just mm-hmm. chatting with people that are doing cool stuff or important stuff. And I, you know, want to support them. Koba, Koba, at Koba FM, our podcast network. We got White Homework, Tori. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Jeff and Jill doing Managing Partners. We're working on some other fun stuff. And, uh, you know, just always trying to, you know, do stuff in the community. You know, got got a fun business we're working on with some friends right now that are gonna hopefully, you know, help make up for some of the dent that the lack in tourism has made on some of our makers in Portland by out of town people not coming. So you know, just I'm just always trying to have my hands and stuff and have my nice. arms around people, socially distanced and which kills me. But uh yeah, man. I'm just I'm around. Well, like I said, we'll have all of the information in the show notes. This has been great. I knew months ago when I first started even thinking about the idea of this podcast, I knew that you were one of the ones that I needed to have on and have on quickly. Thank you. 
we're gonna I'm not that busy of a guy <laughs> i always try to be available for people we're, we're gonna do this again we'll do some follow-ups oh, and okay we'll we'll, we'll 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 have to block out like three or four hours we'll do we'll do a, <laughs> we'll do a weekend retreat no i'm kidding no, man, seriously, it's always, for me, it's a privilege to get to sit down. And if I have anything good to say that's helpful to anyone, I, I always, I always just hope and, hope and pray that if I say anything that's not or that's ridiculous or stupid, just, just doesn't resonate with people. You know, cool. you just want good stuff to resonate. Good stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want to thank Nate Frazier for sharing with us some of the ways he is having an impact on his community and for inspiring us to take those same steps to make our communities better. If you have been inspired by this conversation, I would love to hear from you. Take a minute to go to my website, kennethdhopkins.net slash perpetualgood, and click on the link to go to the show notes and leave a comment about how this episode has benefited you. You can also let me know of others who are doing good in your communities that deserve to be celebrated. Thank you again for listening and tune in next time for more stories of good on the Perpetual Good Podcast. You have been listening to the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Special thanks to Bled John for the theme music. Tune in next time for more stories of the good happening in our community. Have a great day and remember... Don't let evil overwhelm you, but overcome evil with good.